Hello, this is Daryl here, sending love as always. Thank you for tuning in. I just want to say, if you like this interview, you can check our website for companion workbooks, action guides, tools, checklists, templates, and show notes with links for everything mentioned on the call. Just visit bestbusinesscoach.ca. That's best, B-E-S-T, businesscoach.ca. Enjoy. Hi, I'm Daryl Urbanski, and welcome to the Best Business Podcast. My mission is to help create 200 new multimillionaire business owners. How? You'll do better when you know better. In my interviews, you'll hear from self-made millionaires, seven-figure business owners, authors, and world-class experts sharing how they did it so you can too without experiencing the same obstacles they did. Now, if you like this interview, please share it with a friend you think will benefit. They'll appreciate it, and I will as well. You can also connect with me on social media. Look for Daryl Urbanski, D-A-R-Y-L, Urban Ski, U-R-B-A-N-S-K-I, and add me so we can be friends. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy what I've prepared for you right here, right now. All right. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night, everyone. Thank you for joining us. Uh, Once again, I am Daryl Urbanski, and today we have a very special guest. We're joined by Dove Gordon, who is uh, well-known for helping small businesses and entrepreneurs build consistent, predictable flows of new customers and clients by building simple marketing and selling systems. He's also the go-to for a lot of gurus, including myself. He is a phenomenal judge of character, a wonderful family man, and someone who very much takes coaching and helping others succeed seriously. Um, I can tell you that from personal experience and also just from having seen the caliber of people he surrounds himself with, which is really important to me because as you've heard on a lot of these calls, I'm a big advocate of Jim Rohn and one of his quotes is, you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And Dove is someone that I'm very uh, honored to be able to spend my time with. So Dove, thank you for joining us today. How are you doing? Um, speechless. Thank you. That was a very sincere and appreciated uh, introduction. I appreciate that. Thank yeah, you. No, we're, well, we're both more into like real relationships and real depth and, you know, get away from the, frivol- uh, the superficial and just work with what's real. So it's, it's very true. Um, you are, you are an inspiration in a lot of ways to me. So I have no, no problem saying that. Um, thank you. All right, so Dove, I I wanted to bring you on the show today just to kind of talk a little bit about your experiences and how you've grown and evolved in your career and lessons you've learned, and that's actually something I'm really curious to hear because I don't even know, how did you get started in all of this? Well, I've um, I've been interested in business since probably 13 or so when I discovered the self-help section in the library. Um, I... I that's what I remember. I think the first book I read was Million Dollar Habits by Robert Ringer. Mm. So I don't remember much of what I read, but uh, I do remember that was uh, – I don't remember what the habits were, but I remember the book. I remember that it impacted me. I remember it was uh, – um, uh, I remember it was good. And that got me started. As I think uh, – I don't remember what was next, but I did read his Winning Through Intimidation and Looking Out for Number One over the next years. Yep. As well as, oh, I don't know how many books since then, but I started studying all sorts of business, all aspects of business, marketing, advertising, sales, public relations, just general self-development, you know, the seven habits of highly effective people and, you know, think and grow rich and so many others. So um, that's, that's, that's what got me started. I always kind of assumed that um, – I always wanted business. I went into a network marketing thing in my uh, late teens – uh, which was a good place for me to learn about the power of systems. And, of course, looking back, it was also um, a good way for me to learn about what doesn't work. Uh, <laughs> one of the many opportunities to, uh, to to learn what doesn't work, because if anyone is thinking about that, it's really not a business. Um, but I didn't know at the time, and that's what I had. It was the only thing available. I didn't have any product or service. I didn't, you know, so it was it was an opportunity. So I took it, and I learned from it, you know, look. I definitely learned from it. And over time, you know, I, I got married at about, I think it was, I got married at 21 and I um, was trying to figure out, okay, what am I going to do? And I'd heard about coaching at some point, didn't really know what it was, did a little research on it, found out that there was this thing called business coaching and it really seemed to be the kind of thing I'd be good at. So took a course and got, you know, and I'd say hung up a shingle, but I printed a business card. 
Yeah. And now then, then the next challenge was, okay, how do I get some clients? Because uh, even when you, you, know, you didn't have to finish a training to start uh, getting clients, you can try to get clients from the day one, which is, uh, I think, a good, idea, a good idea. So that's how I got started. And um, that was ooh, about probably 13 years ago. And it's been quite a journey and an evolution since, as I had to figure out this thing of uh, building a consistent flow of clients because it's uh, it's not an easy thing at all for and I don't think it's except excepting perhaps the person who is naturally charismatic a natural salesperson I think most of the rest of us find it to be a real challenge to be able to talk about what we do in a way that draws our ideal ideal clients towards us and that was definitely my uh, big challenge getting started mm, wow so that was your biggest challenge and then I mean you've Am I, oh, I want to make sure I wasn't still on mute. So, and then how, what were some of the, like, the aha moments that you had and in, in that? Because um, it is, for a lot of people, getting that, I mean, I often say that what a lot of people do when they want to go into a business is they find something that they're passionate about and they decide to do it and they sell all their friends and family into it and their friends and family make the obligatory, you know, token purchase. But then that's mm-hmm. when they hit a wall so they get so busy first just trying to fulfill on whatever they're, whatever they've sold. But then they hit this wall of uh, where do I find and meet and and get new people from and that's when mm-hmm. you know the real business skills have to come out and so for you i mean what were some of the big milestones that you had in overcoming those challenges and even helping your clients because you've had a lot of success since then well um there's there's it's been a series of stages i think looking back there was never like you know one day you wake up in the morning and suddenly the sun is shining down and you've had this brilliant awakening <laughs> Damn it. um yeah I, I, I haven't had that uh, so at least i can't talk from from that experience because don't know it. But the first thing that I remember doing was signing up for I – was, I was in the, the Jerusalem area at the time and, and there was a guy who had shown up and he was starting to run – he took over the Dale Carnegie franchise and he, and he was running a Dale Carnegie course in English. And I figured that where else am I going to find English-speaking business people? So I signed up for the course, not so much to take the course as to hopefully meet some English-speaking business people. And it was the first time he was running it, so it was at the the, the you know the nice uh, King David Hotel in the right in the center of Jerusalem, uh, kind of famous and infamous. Um, and it was it was really nice. And we had as like I think it was twelve or fourteen weeks where we came together for I think four hours at a time. So we, and everybody had a chance to give a little talk. So we really got to know each other. And I came away from that class. There were forty four people in the class, as I recall, and I remember. But I calculating that I got twelve percent of them were my first clients or some of my first clients. Really? Um, so that was that was uh, you know it just putting one foot in front of the other. I didn't have any kind of grand strategy. I really just looked around and said, okay, what could my next step be? And that was the next step. And um, it just it gave us the opportunity to get started. I was uh, you know, really still had no idea what I was doing. Uh, I had a skill and talent and I was good but it wasn't yet structured it wasn't refined it was raw Mm. Mm -mm -mm. so it was raw and so um what was like so how did you is it just a process of evolutions and every time you kind of go around the sun you get a little bit better at it was it were there any key lessons that you discovered from it um well, you know, the, all the over time, I just kept discovering, you know, learning more and more. I've always reached out and tried to find some really good mentors. Uh, I always like to learn from the best people, and I, I always read a lot of books, which you know, which helped me find people and so on. And the internet was was starting to become really, uh, I guess, universal. Early two right. thousands, we're looking at uh, this. What is this? Two thousand and one, two thousand and two. So that opened up all, you know, all sorts of worlds that didn't really exist before that. Um, but uh, you know, I, I, you know, I would, uh, reached out to a mentor and I enrolled. You know, many people know Alan Weiss. He was an early mentor of mine, but that's already probably 2004, 5, 6 mm-hmm. and beyond. I learned a lot from him. He's probably one of the smartest people that I know. And he really, I learned from him and through him. I learned structured and critical thinking, which is probably one of the greatest skills that I have, and it applies to anything. Being able to frame things, being able to look, hear about a situation and instantly spot 
the things that most people are missing. Why? Because you've learned how to see things. You can learn how to see the invisible. That's what makes you a really good consultant is because when you could see a situation, and most people see just what's going on the surface. They see the superficial. But if you can kind of see through it to what's lying beneath it and what's really affecting everything, you know, you, it's like you, it's like walking down the street and seeing hundred dollar bills where everyone else just sees leaves. Right, right, right. Except right. they, uh, uh, and and they really are hundred dollar bills. Yeah. <laughs> of course, you know if you're just yeah, go on. I mean, you're not crazy. That's what I mean. No, no, no. But you're no, you're totally right. It's 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 when you know better, you do better. And a lot mm-hmm. of people just don't know, and that's a huge, they don't, huge, huge. Obstacle. Yeah, when you can see things that other people can't see. You can make decisions and that with information they don't have, and then do things they w- wouldn't ha- wouldn't do. Yeah. So so that's that was a big part of my development of kind of taking. Uh, I remember when Alan said to me at some point, he said, "Dove, he says you you have a lot of talent, but you have to you have to kind of channel it. You still need skills and processes." And that really spoke to me at the time. It really, I, it was a, a light bulb moment. Um, and I realized, okay, I got to take all this and and turn it into into processes and skills. Now, one of the first processes that I figured out uh, had to do with uh, strategy. You know, just the ways of thinking about it. And and at the time, what do you mean? Sorry, what do you mean? Can you expand on that a little bit? Yes. So just it was uh, you know because I I've been studying strategy. I was working towards uh, trying to get or I was trying to get some uh, corporate uh, projects. Uh, consulting projects. That was where I was first. Um, as I started to figure things out slowly but surely. So first, I had small business clients, and then I had this great idea of bringing together uh, entrepreneurs to learn from each other. I did a little research and found that there were thousands of such groups in the United States, and I wasn't aware of any in Israel. So I reached out. I mean, I, I, I just kind of reached out to some people that I'd met in networking groups, and used that to start to start putting together an initial group. And I realized that I can make some money charging. Um, Charging membership fees, and I can probably also develop consulting on the background or coaching, you know, on the back end. Mm-hmm. So, to cut a long story short, the first year or so, I did that with small businesses, and then um, I came across a book that had uh, the lists of the largest companies in Israel, and I realized, hey, I could reach some of the larger companies, and I changed uh, my focus to target. Uh, CEOs of companies with between ten and one hundred fifty million dollars in sales, which um, you know that that's probably that that's considered pretty large over here. Right. You know, there are there are some companies that are larger than that, but you know ten to one hundred fifty million is is pretty big. Yeah, yeah. and um, my my goal was to have, like I said, membership plus get consulting from that on the back end, but it didn't quite work out that way. We can go down that path if you want. But, but as part of that, I was I was I was learning strategy consulting. I was learning how to think about it, how to you know that, how to make decisions and so on. And I sat down and I kind of boiled things down to my own way of looking at it, and I developed my own process and model, which is um, you know kind of along the lines of what Alan was telling me I need to do, and I was very proud of it. And um, uh, my, I probably could say this at the time. My wife kind of snickered, thinking like, you know, why do you think that this is so much better than you know? What I'm sure other people <laughs> who've been doing this much longer and so on. It's probably can't be because I was very proud of it. Right. Well, I'm, I'm I'm happy to say that so many years later, I still think that it's um, probably <laughs> the best the best approach that I've come across. And and since then, others have uh, recognized and valued it as well. And so has she. So that's that's of right. course good. Really, well, if your yeah. wife's on your side, that's really that's all that matters. <laughs> absolutely, that's critical. It absolutely is. So I started to learn skills and form them into processes. I, at first, I didn't even understand what that meant, but um, started to realize that you know, okay, a series of steps is not necessarily that simple for someone who doesn't understand it or isn't an expert in what you're an expert. And we often don't value what we know enough. Mm. That's definitely been a problem of mine over the years, and maybe still is. Um, but uh, yeah, so so over so that that was the the getting started phase and starting to ramp up. Got it. Can we can we back up a little bit when you're saying systems, systems and processes or simple step? Uh, I'm sorry, I'm gonna I'm not gonna articulate it the same, as well as you just did. But when you said that, I was like, I want you to repeat that because I think that that's an important thing for the listeners. Because I think there's people here. I know one of my mentors. I made a goal when I you know when I first really wanted to be successful. Again, I first heard this quote: "You are the average of the five people you spend the most time with." And I was like, "Well, I mm-hmm. want to meet." Um, <clears throat> Uh, I want to meet 10 millionaires then. And I set mm-hmm. up a goal. And one of the millionaires that I met, 
Um, I should maybe do a session on that, but all the different millionaires I met, but the one millionaire I met, he said, Daryl, one thing you have to grasp early in your career is everyone is going to be a beta version of you, no matter mm-hmm. what. It's just the way it is. And what you said, just, I felt articulated that. Can you expand? Everyone's, everyone's going to be a beta version of you. What does that mean? Well, because when you say like, we're the expert, it's really easy for us. Like for you, like it's, Oh, it's just do this, 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 and uh-huh. it's like done. But then when you're talking about having to build your systems and processes, that that mm-hmm. was a big breakthrough for you. And some, and you said like the realization that for, you know, the step, the, the five step process or 10 step process isn't as elementary for other people as it may be to us, because that's our expertise. And we don't necessarily even acknowledge or recognize our gifts because it's so easy for us. Mm-hmm. I think that that might be, can you, can you explain on that? Like, how do you know when you've got a process? How do you, how do you know how to break it down? How do you know? Like, well, yeah. This is so. This is something that I that I teach my clients now, so we can make it connected to the relevance of, you know, a lot of people. How do you um, people struggle to talk about what they do in a way that draws their ideal clients to them, right? And you know, then I'm talking mostly about consultants, coaches, experts, professional service firms of different types, and a lot of them are doing a lot of the same types of things. So, strategy consultant, leadership development business coaching, right? It all sounds, or a lot of it sounds the same. So how do you, how do you go about talking about what you do in, in a way that, that sounds fresh and different, you know? So, um, I mean, if you think about it, you know, this is, you know, this is video on YouTube that I keep hearing about from lots of people, Simon Sinek, talk, you know, the, the power of why or something like that. And I've watched it a couple of years ago and I, and I remember thinking like, the fascinating thing for me is why this why has this become such a hit cuz he doesn't say anything that hasn't been said before he doesn't say anything you know brilliant or profound but what it is is that he's taken simple ideas and he's connected them to to kind of aspirations that people have and he's presented it very well and deservedly has gotten a lot of attention for it so trying you know, also that I'm just using it as an example right to try to you know you can take if you're talking about the same thing that everybody else is talking about in the same way that everybody else is talking about, and I will say that we don't really have much choice but to talk about the same things that everybody's talking about because there is nothing new under the sun. I mean, we're all trying to move from A to B, wherever the A is and wherever the B is, there are lots of other people trying to do the same thing, right? right? And, there, and if you're helping people move from A to B, there are lots of other people wanting to help people move from A to B. Right, so, right. So you don't have, and, and if you come and say, oh, yeah, um, yeah we can help you with um, uh, team building, right? You sound like, or, or we can help you get clients. You sound like everybody else who's saying essentially the same thing. So the first challenge is how do you do that? And one of the answers to that is that you boil down what you do into a simple, uh, in, into a, a, um, a, what I call like a, your transformational secret sauce. And that's a series of steps that you walk somebody through. But kind of get, let me back up a little bit, right? right? So the best example I can give you is, is the, my own transformational secret sauce. So the, the goal that I help people accomplish, right, or, is to help them create a steady, consistent flow of their ideal clients. Right. Right. And, you know, I don't, I don't call myself a marketing consultant. If someone says, what, you know, what do you do? I'm not going to say I'm a marketing consultant. Why? Because that brings up all sorts of preconceived ideas. Right, right. Oh, right. you're a marketing consultant. That means this, that, and that. They don't actually say that, but they think that, and then they're not interested in talking, right? Right. Or you, you're now lumped in this group of 12 other people that they've already been heard about or talked to or whatever. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. So the conversation is closed pretty much unless they're looking for someone to design a brochure. No, I don't do that. Right, or oh, you do AdWords? No, I don't do that. Right, so it kind of, it it, it kind of um, it it closes the conversation to a great degree. So, but if instead, you know, what do you do? Well, I I help people build. I help consultants, coaches, create a consistent flow of their ideal clients. So that opens a door to some degree. There's no one sentence that is going to get people like all over you. So that's important to realize. It, but it's an important step to just keep the conversation open, keep them interested. So that create leads to questions now. The very first thing no, that 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 um, I'll, I'll should I walk you through the six steps? Sure, yeah. Please. If you're willing okay. to share with us, I mean, I'm sure everyone would love to hear it. Um, so these are the six steps that anybody could take to create a consistent flow of their ideal clients. And I'm in, 
I don't really know what we're going to talk about or how, but this is really an example of taking your expertise and distilling it into a process so that people can visually see it and be drawn into, uh, drawn along closer towards you, wanting more and more at each step. So the first thing that we need to realize is, is this, is that um, if you're looking to attract the attention of your ideal client, right, there's, there's two things. There's attention and interest. And a lot of things will get somebody's attention, but only, one, only two things get interest. Okay? So a loud noise will get your attention, and then you realize, oh, there's nothing to be worried about, so you go back to what you're doing. Right. Interest means something gets your attention, and then you want more. So you change direction. You don't go back to what you're doing. You now head in that direction. And as you know, entrepreneurs, what we need, like we can't afford to just you know buy all the necessarily to get in front of everybody all the time. So we need to draw people towards us. So when they hear our message, whether I'm tactic agnostic, whatever tactic you choose to use, if it's AdWords or SEO or public speaking mm-hmm. or radio ad or mm-hmm. TV or billboard, whatever it is, Facebook, you know, whatever tactic someone chooses to use, yeah. If someone, if someone first is the first goal is get their attention and their interest because they need to change their plans and head in their direction. Now, that's the first, the first question that anybody asks themselves when they come across your message is, should I pay attention? Is this interesting? Right. If they answer yes, then immediately they have a new question, and that new question is, you got my attention and interest. You got me interested, but who are you? Can I trust you? Are you for real? Right. And if their brain then answers yes to that, then instantly they have a third and final question, which is, um, okay, I see you're for real. I'll take and trust you. You know your stuff and you care about me, not just interested in selling something to me. So, but is it right for me? What do you recommend for my situation? Is it, is, is it right for me? That's their third question. Now, those are the only three questions any customer is ever asking. Right. Right? Now, they may have, dis, you know, they may have kind of um, versions of that or sub-questions underneath, but it's going to come underneath one of those three questions. So uh, I'll just take a step back now. Let's point out that what I'm doing is I'm helping people realize that this whole marketing thing that they're thinking about, about attracting clients, I've just distilled it to three questions. Right. And I just pointed out that your ideal client has three questions, and your job through all your marketing is to help them answer those three questions in sequence. So again, first question is, um, is uh, should I pay attention? Is what you're talking about interesting to me? Right. Second question is, okay, you got me interested, but can I trust you? Third question is, I see I can trust you, but is it right for me, for my situation? And now what we do is we take, we, we will now, cre- this is a process of six steps. Okay. Two steps, with two steps, the first two steps of your marketing system will help them answer yes to the first question. The second two steps will help them answer yes to the second question. And the third two steps, are we connected? Yeah, no, we're, we're connected. Okay. We're, we're totally connected. All right. All right. And the third two steps will help them answer yes to the uh, third question. And if they answer yes to all three questions, and it has to be in order, then congratulations, you've got a new client. So what are the first two steps? So remember, the question is, is should I pay attention? Is it interesting? Right. So the first step in the process is what I call um, get you a tank of marketing helium. We've got to get you a tank of marketing helium. What's marketing helium? The idea is this, is that, um, like I said, every tactic, we've got what I call marketing plumbers, right? You know, if you go to Joe the plumber and say, hey, Joe, could you build me a house? What's he going to say? Right. He's not going to, well, he can't build you a house, but he can plumb it. Exactly. He'll say, you know, uh, Daryl, first get yourself an architect to design the house and a contractor to put up the frame. And then I'll give you the best plumbing in town. I'm, but I'm a plumber. I'm not, you know, I don't build houses. Right. Right. But when it comes to marketing, we've got marketing plumbers all over the place. So the Twitter expert thinks that, you know, he or she is an architect, right? So, right. oh, so, so you, you need some new clients. Well, you got to be on Twitter. Right. Uh, you know, the AdWords expert thinks everyone has to be AdWords and the right. LinkedIn everybody's got to be running a LinkedIn group or, you know, it's where everyone needs to be doing Facebook ads or everyone needs to be blogging. Remember blogging? Blogging was the thing, right? I oh, guess yeah, it's still, back in the it's, day. It's, yeah, it's kind of, I haven't heard that as much about it. Anyway, so all these, I think of these as marketing plumbers because while Joe the plumber understands his role, the marketing plumber often doesn't. The marketing plumber often thinks that the tactic that I think I'm good at, and it's questionable whether they are sometimes, that's what everybody needs to do. Right. So, so anyway, so, um, the idea, though, is, is that that it's not about the tactic. It's what you put inside the tactic. Another quick analogy, right? If, if, if Imagine if you've got Bob and Sally, right? Bob is here. Bob has a blue balloon, and Sally has a red balloon. Bob leaves go of his blue balloon. It falls to the floor. 
you know, bounces off to a corner and hits a tack and it pops, right? Sally leaves go of her red balloon and it starts to drift higher and higher and we're all watching and how, you know, it looks beautiful drifting up through the, against the white clouds and the deep blue sky until we just can't see it anymore. And you think to yourself, wow, I, I don't want a balloon like Bob's. Right. I want a balloon like Sally's. So you go out and you buy yourself the brightest, shiniest, reddest balloon you could find and you take a deep breath and as you start to blow it up, you have you know, a big smile of anticipation. You tie a knot, you leave go, and of course your bright, shiny red balloon falls to the floor, bounces off to a corner, and it pops right next to Bob's blue balloon and you're, you're, you're shattered. What do they do? I, did, I, did, I didn't get yeah. a blue balloon like yeah, Bob. I got, a, I got a red balloon. That's right. Exactly. So why didn't I? And of course the answer is obvious. is because I filled, you know, you filled your, Sally filled her balloon with helium. You filled yours with hot air. Yeah. So, you know, it's obvious in the analogy, but when it comes to the marketing tactic, people get so enamored with the color of the balloon, with the yes. tactic and what it can do yes. and how shiny the object is and, and how exciting it is. And people get, you know, that's the marketing plumber playing it all up and people get drawn into it. And the truth at the end of the day is that every tactic could work and every tactic can fail. It doesn't matter what color the balloon is. What matters is what you put inside. And therefore, the very first thing is that we need to make sure that you have a full tank of marketing helium. And as I talked about earlier, right, so the first question they have is, what, is should I pay attention? Is what you're talking about interesting to me? And again, it could be something you wrote, something you spoke, right, whatever tactic you're using. Yep, yep. The good news is that there are only two things that your ideal clients are interested in. They're only interested in a problem they have and don't want and or a result they want and don't have. Mm-hmm. So at this stage, the first piece of the marketing and selling system, we want to get really clear about who is your ideal client and let's get into their heart and mind and talk and let's understand what is a problem they have and don't want, what is a result they want and don't have. And we need to get that really clear. We need to get that really clear because that is what we're then going to use. That's the helium. Everything else, all the other five steps are built on clear understanding, clear insight, depth into, you know, the problem they have and don't want, the result they want and don't have. And the second step, the second piece is uh, going to be now let's craft a simple, compelling message. Uh, let me give an example of that, by the way, right, just to drive it home. An example I use all the time is, um, you know, I once had somebody on a webinar I did, and he, his, he had some kind of software company that, you know, that it said on his website, we, we, we make dashboards and reports to, um, to help you make better business decisions or something like that or to get you better business results, right? Okay. So that, that, was, his, that was his main message. Like we, we, you know, we, give you, we, we make dashboards and reports to help you make better business decisions, right? But there's, there's no problem there in right. that statement. Right. No result there. Right. It's, a fe- it's like a feature. Yeah, it's a, yeah, I totally get it. I it mean a hundred different things, right? There could be a hundred different problems. Right? So Joe's CEO is his ideal client, let's say. And Joe's CEO wakes up in the morning and, you know, what's on his mind. He's thinking to himself, you know, I just spent $3 million on this new information system. How come I can't get the data I need to make this difficult pricing decision, right? Now, that's what's on Joe's mind. He needs, he's frustrated because he still can't get certain important data that he needs to make an accurate pricing decision, right? Now, Joe's CEO walks out of his front door to go to his car. Let's say, let's say this, this guy can put a billboard right opposite Joe's CEO's house. Mm-hmm. And now, let's imagine two scenarios. Scenario number one, the billboard says, we build dashboards and reports to help you make difficult uh, business decisions or something like that, right? Okay. Joe's CEO isn't even going to notice it. Right. He's going to walk to his car. He will not even notice the billboard. But what if that same billboard said, we help you get the data you need from that multi-million dollar ERP system so you can make difficult pricing decisions? Right. It's going to get Just, his attention. It, yeah, it's going to jump out at him. Instantly, he's going to be on the phone with your company before his rear end hits the seat of his car. Right. Right? So that's what we're looking to create. If you could speak out loud, right? Because the first question that your ideal client has is, should I pay attention? Is this interesting to me? Remember, interesting means he's going to change his plans. He wasn't planning to call you, but he's calling you now on his way to his car because the answer was yes. That is interesting. That is exactly what's on my mind. So now people have a really hard time with this because we all think to ourselves, well, I can help with lots of problems. I can help with lots of results, right? Because right. the, the basic question is what problems could you help solve? What results could you enable? And I, I, the, the first step in the process I tell all my clients is make a list of what problems you can help solve, what results do you enable? 
And everybody has, we all have this. I, I think I lost two years in my business because I refused to make a decision. I was, I wanted to do everything. everything I, for everybody. I, right. Yeah. But there's so many, I want to help everybody. Right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I can help with strategy. I can help with team building. I can help with marketing. I was interested in all that and I'd studied all that and I had some experience with all that. And, you know, I could, I felt like I had, that, that was the raw talent that kind of didn't have any direction. Right? right, because it wasn't focused neither in marketing nor in actual you know operations or implementation. So, the first two steps are that marketing helium, which is that insight, which is the le- the the, the um, level of clarity of of being able to articulate the problem they have and the want result they want to have. And then the second is craft it a simple, compelling message that gets your ideal client turning their head. And that's what we've done in this Joe CEO case, right? right. So. Um, I'll give you one more example because it's such an important point that most people lost right past this, and they never get it right. They never get it right. It's it's hard. It's simple, but it's difficult to get it right. right. So Just because it's simple doesn't mean yeah, it doesn't mean it's easy. Go ahead. Sorry. So I had another client who used to be the. Um, um, I tend to to do well with people who are successful in the corporate world, executives in the corporate world who went out on their own, thinking, "Oh, I succeeded in the corporate world, so I should also be yeah, able to be easy." As a solo consultant, right? Only to discover that there's a vast difference in skill set required to succeed inside a company versus to be solo on the outside. So I tend to do well with people like that because, um, well, let's let's, whatever. That's just the way it is. Um, So (laughs) I I can go off track. Let's stay on. Let's let's provide value. So, um, so this woman. Her name was Susan. So she had led a 50-person marketing department inside a large company. And she you know, she decided that she wanted to become like a leadership consultant, dealing with leadership development, and that's what she wanted to do. She had tried it on her own for a while, and she was quite frustrated by the time that we met. So, you know, so what do most leadership consultants talk about? Well, we do leadership development, or we do team building, or we do organizational development, whatever they say. Okay. So I asked her, I said, make a list of all the problems you could help solve, the results that you can enable. Mm-hmm. Make a list of that. And she did. And then we picked off one item on the list. And what, we, what, she, what she picked was, she said, uh, was, was this. Uh, I, I don't remember the exact wording, but it was something like, like um, I can help you solve those problems you know, stemming from that employee who's too valuable to fire. And what mm-hmm. she was doing at that, what she was doing was, we made a list of very, you know, as many specific problems as we could. What what was happening here is that um, everybody has an employee who's too valuable to fire, just right. about, and it's a f- massive frustration. And when they wake up in the morning, that employee's on their mind, and they're not sure what to do about it. Now, if they come across leadership development and team building and you know all that kind of stuff, it's not, you know, it sounds like everybody else. How do you stand out? As an expert, as a consultant, as a coach, how do you stand out by being specific in yeah, this kind of way? Specialty. Yeah, you have to be known she's, well, for one thing. You have to occupy that position in, in the prospect's mind. Sorry. Yeah, go ahead. Keep going. No, it, you're right. And what happens, though, is that this way you get into their minds. They even notice you like on the billboard. That, otherwise, they wouldn't even notice you. Right. But once they notice you, now they realize, well, okay, I see you can help me with this, but presumably you can also help with that and that and that and that. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, of course. And and this is why I urge people to make that list. And there are three fundamental questions that I, I have everybody answer. I'll I'll tell you what they are. And some of them are like uh, two sided, double. So it's really three. The first is we mentioned, which is what problems do you help solve? What results do you enable? Two sides of the same coin. And when I say a result, it could be a a change, an experience. It could you know any kind of result, right? right. Anything different that they want. Transformation, right? Transformation. Good word, right? The second question is, who has those problems? Who wants those results? Who has those problems? Who wants those results? And, and over there, what you want to be doing is making a list of as many groups of people who have those problems, who want those results, as you could think of. Any way of grouping people together. Mm-hmm. Okay? And the final question is, what are the qualities and characteristics of your ideal client? What are the qualities and characteristics of your ideal client? So the first two questions are about attaining a deep insight into them. The third question is about what's important to you. And if you think about it as a three-circle Venn diagram, it's where they overlap 
that's where you have your marketing helium. Mm-hmm. That's where you're able to craft your simple, compelling message. And if you use that as the foundation of your marketing and selling system, then when your ideal client comes across your message and they ask themselves, is that interesting? The answer is going to be yes. yes. And now right. instantly they have a new question. Yep. Yep. And that new question is, can I trust you? Yep. Okay. So can I trust you? Now the ne- those are the next two parts of the market. Next two steps are to help them answer yes to can I trust you. Right? right. So here what we do is we, we put together step. The third piece is um, we're going to build on the second piece, which builds on the first piece. So the first piece we talked about a lot. Second piece is craft a simple, compelling message. That's the second step where you take that insight, the marketing helium, the problem result, and you articulate it succinctly and clearly. Mm-hmm. And the third piece is now we expand upon it into what I call a hand-raising free offer. And we see these everywhere. You know, this is opt-in on my website to get this or that. You know, the thing is that most people don't structure their hand-raising free offer properly. So it never gets them anywhere. Either people don't sign up for it to begin with, or even if they do, they don't really go through it because they take a quick look and it, you know, it's like uh, my sister forwarded something she got from somebody today. And she's like, is this, you know, what do you think of this? And I opened it up and it was, it was like, you know, five steps to building a, you know, uh, to, to getting clients or something or other, I opened it up and it was such generic advice. Like, first, know what you want, you know? Then, yeah, yeah, yeah. What it was. It was, it was that, yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was so, it was one page with, with, with stuff that you, you read that and you still don't know what to do next. Yeah. As opposed to what we're talking about here, anybody listening to this knows exactly what to do next. Yeah. And that's what I find, that, that, that's always been important. That anything I share or teach or want to do is you have to know what to do next differently from what they've been doing before or nobody's going to really connect with you yep. anyway that's a side point so no, the you know you're really good this is this is really good and what i like is really it's really well structured what your system is and this is again you've this is where you, this is a perfect example and i'm only pausing here to try and illustrate this is you took something that you got good at and you were able to 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 do and and maybe it was just uh, it just came to you second nature. It was your gift, and now you've broken it down into a system and a process that you can you can train and duplicate and replicate and run clients through, and you'll know exactly what level everyone's at because you've got tiers, you've got like a checklist of things that need to be accomplished. I just wanted to pause for a second and, and point that out that this is mm-hmm. you know this is that, and I think because I know even myself sometimes I have a fear around doing that because then it makes it easy for someone to maybe steal your stuff, but. You just have to. I think you just have to deal with that. Um, I don't want to necessarily yeah. redirect the conversation, but I think it's just it's a. You, you just have to do that if you want to be liberated and be able to really deliver results for clients. Yeah, you know, and people will steal stuff, but the people who steal stuff um, usually uh, don't understand it deep enough, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and therefore mm-hmm. they're not really a threat. You know, I mean, right. the kind of clients they'll attract are the kinds of people like they are. Yeah, which is not what we want anyway. So, Mm-mm-mm. so it's uh, you know it's not something we want to encourage, of course, but it's it's not something that we should allow to get us off track. Yeah, of course, no, and it's about helping helping people. So, as long as you, I think as long as you stay true to that, you'll be all mm-hmm. right. Yeah. So you know what? Let me actually um, here. It's five. I hope I'm not embarrassing anybody, but it's five strategies to grow your business and get more clients. Um, it's kind of loading, but. You know, the first thing is get clear on your path, right? right? The second one is set up systems and processes. Then it's be willing to invest in yourself. And it is take control of your time and your calendar. And it's self-confidence. Uh, and then the fifth one is make you a priority, which is, I guess, the sixth one, which seems to be a bonus unless the number was in the state. <laughs> top, right? A bonus number six. They're but like you, Yeah, you go, th- but you go through this. It's one page. Each one has a paragraph or two. And, and you... like. That's all very nice. I've heard that so many times before. I still don't know what to do differently. Yeah. And this is, but this is one of the things that I work with all of my clients and my Plenty of Clients program is we work with them to take what they know and distill it to a, the same quality process that I'm walking you through right now because that's what helps people. That's what helps make you stand out. Right. It's when you can distill it and everybody can do this. Well, and people and people get results because clarity helps people get results. And that, I think yep. that that, you know, I mean, nothing really what you say about yourself. I mean, this is something that I'm a big proponent of. And um, I know that I'm under that gun as well. But don't judge a teacher by their accomplishments. Judge them by their students. You know, mm-hmm. because I think that that's a huge, huge sign. I mean, I, I again, I come from the martial arts background. It's so prevalent that you'll see guys that are like world champions, and you do their seminar, and they can't like they're 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 inarticulate. Like they, you can't mm-hmm. under like they can't 
they're just really good and they beat you up and everyone up for a couple hours mm-hmm. and everyone goes home. They're like, yeah, I got beat up by this world champ, but you're no really, you're not really any better because they can't show you or articulate or break down how they do what they're doing. They just do it. And so I think that that's a really big difference, especially if you're looking for a mentor or a coach um, or just you're trying to, to help people like you might know it mm-hmm. and you might be able to do it. Um, anyway. Yeah. I think that that's really that, important. That's, that's, that, that's a really good point. I like how you said a judge, a teacher, not by what he's accomplished, but by his students. So that reminds me of a good story that I think people will like. Uh, I have a client, well, actually we're kind of finished, but uh, his name is Nick Jervis. And uh, if someone, if you search in Google, Dove Gordon, that's D O V G O R D O N and Nick Jervis, N I C K J E R V I S. I have a blog post with a recording, a 12-minute audio, where he and I had a conversation. It's called um, How Nick Jervis Sent Four Emails and Got Four New Clients. And the main point that he talks about there is, and it's a really good illustration of what we're talking about, because Nick Jervis is a uh, marketing consultant for the legal world in the UK. Mm. So you know, so he's coming with a background, and that's another thing. I also tend to, uh, in addition to the corporate type people that I work well with, is I also tend to attract people who have studied marketing and direct marketing for many years, and they, they can actually help others in many cases, mm-hmm. but they're kind of getting stuck applying it for their own sense. business. Yeah. So I mean, they've studied Dan Kennedy and Jay Abraham and, and all the other second and third generation uh, you know, in the direct marketing world, and they, they have a lot of knowledge. But in some, for some reason, one reason or another, they, they haven't been able to make it work for themselves. Yeah. So I have a lot of, a lot of that, that's probably like the second largest group uh, um, classification of the people that I really help. So he was an example of that because, you know, he is a marketing consultant and he's very good at what he did and he got good results for his clients. You know, it's, um, it's, it's no bad thing for yeah. a consultant to need help or a coach to need help. I mean, no, really, I'm in a yeah. coaching program too. Um, expensive one too <laughs> very very so um anyway so so he sent out four emails and helped him and and it, it, one week after another and each time it led to a new client why he had he had a list his email list was the same list as as when we started he was sending out emails before what was the difference the difference was that i helped him get the marketing helium clear and then write emails that were an extension of the marketing helium that were rooted in a deep insight into the problem they have and the want result they want and don't have. And he talks about this in that podcast or recording. It's 12 minutes on the site. So again, it's like, you know, how Nick Jervis sent four emails and got four new clients, something like that. Again, if anyone wants to hear it, Dove Gordon, D-O-V-G-O-R-D-O-N and Nick Jervis, I'm sure that's what will come up. So if not, they can email me for the, the link. So um, where were we? So, so that, that's, that's an example though of when you have a deeper insight, then you can craft your simple, compelling message. And then when people come across it, the same people who are getting your emails before, but this time when their brain asks, is this interesting? The answer is going to be yes instead of no, because you are much more focused in your message. Right. And you, yeah. And it's, you're, 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 you're going to turn other people off, but that's because you're more magnetic or you're more resonant with the types of people you want to attract. So we had answer these, these, these three questions, which is, and some of them are double-sided. What problems do you solve? What results do you enable? That was question one. Make a list. Two, who has these problems? Who wants those results? Uh, mm-hmm. List those groups. Three was what are the qualities and characteristics of your ideal client? And that's kind of a lifestyle th- thing and mm-hmm. choosing who you want to deal with and who you feel can get the best results for. Right. And that's step one is to answer those. And then step two is to craft a simple, compelling message around those, articulating those mm-hmm. that'll slap your prospect in the face. And the third step was to structure your free hand raising offer that yeah. will right. resonate with those people and bring them into your to your your database. Right. So the third step is is where they st- where you start to help them answer yes to their second question of can I trust you? Right. So by and now inside the hand raising free offer, remember I started talking about how most people don't do it well. Right. So there there are three goals that your hand raising free offer has to accomplish. Number one, it has to get their attention and interest to begin with. Right. So that again, if it's titled, if the name and the promotion for it is rooted in the uh, the problem result, then it will work. It, when, your hand, when your ideal client comes across it, they will be interested in it and they'll request it. The second goal that it has to accomplish is it has to actually help them answer, you know, as they go through it, whether it's something they're reading or listening to or watching, it has to help them conclude, yes, uh, this person knows their stuff and they seem actually like they care. So, yes, I can trust you. 
And the third thing it has to accomplish is it has to help them, it has to make it clear to them that, okay, to fully solve my problem, to fully get the result that I want, I should reach out to you and find out what, you know, what you may have for, for pay, right? So the hand-raising fee offer helps them begin to solve their problem, begin to get their result, but they also have to come to understand that to fully solve the problem, to fully get the result, I need to find out what I can do with you for, for pay. Otherwise, I mean, there's no business there. Otherwise, it's just, you know. And the, uh, so that's why most of them fail because it has to be designed and structured in a way that uh, accomplishes those things. So that's the third piece in this process. The fourth piece is now get noticed. Get that hand-raising free offer noticed. That's also where um, that finally, finally we're talking about tactics, and this is a this is where why so many people who follow the various marketing plumbers are frustrated and stuck because the marketing plumbers start with step 4 they start with the tactic they start with the shiny object mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but but people never attain the deep insight of problem slash result of they never craft a simple compelling message they never put together a hand raising free offer that once people request it and go through it is going to lead them to reach out to you for more mm-hmm. and therefore and therefore all they have is hot air. So at step four, they're getting noticed and they do not understand the distinction between getting attention and interest, right? Lots of things will get attention. You know, that dog and cat eating, or the two dogs eating with a fork and a knife video, it'll get someone's attention, but then they go back to what they were doing because it doesn't change their path. Right, right, right. And that's, that's what we need to do is that what do you want to get noticed? It's not just about, you ever been in a LinkedIn group? LinkedIn groups are like people with just yes. spewing hot air. Right. You know, it's like, <laughs> right. So, so, Somebody must be teaching a course on how to, you know, get clients from going to LinkedIn group. Go into LinkedIn groups and ask questions. Uh, so you have all these people going to LinkedIn groups and asking questions that never needed to be asked. And there must be someone else teaching a course that to get clients go into a LinkedIn group and answer questions. And so you have these people answering questions that never needed to be asked. Uh, and the poor folks can't really tell each other. They all think that they're getting somewhere because they're just busy. Right. But the only people the only people paying no attention to either of them is the actual the clients that they both want because the clients uh, will poke their head in the group and say anything interesting here and no just a lot of hot air I'm on I'm moving on <laughs> right? Right. So it's really unfortunate. Now, because the tactic could work, but not the way almost everybody's doing it. So that's the fourth piece. And again, if you get your hand raising fee offer noticed, Right mm-hmm. then, your ideal client will will answer will go through it like we talked about, and their answer yes, I see, I could trust you. Now immediately they have a third question, and that third question is, okay, but is it right for me? Is it right for me? Right. What do you recommend for my situation? Because we all want to know that whatever it is we're doing is right for us. Mm-hmm. Okay, so um, and then there are two more steps or two more pieces of the marketing system we put into place to help them answer yes, it's right for me. And the fifth piece is the elegant sales conversation, as I call it. It's the elegant sales conversation. And all that really means is, you know, and this was one of the breakthroughs that I had. I had to learn uh, over time and kind of put it together in my own way. Um, is because I was never, I'm not a charismatic, pushy kind of guy. Um, you know, I'm just, I'm, I'm actually shy by nature. Uh, but to, to, to be able to lead a conversation without feeling pushy and so on, but lead people from where they are to where they really want to work with you. And, and can I just help people can get a free training on that? Can sure, I mention sure. where? Yeah, yeah, of course, of course, by all means. Yeah, you've got good stuff. So, uh, if you go to Dove Gordon, that's D as in David, O, V as in Victor, G-O-R-D-O-N.net forward slash sell more, S-E-L-L-M-O-R-E, and you can get a free training on that. Now, it's session one of a seven-part program, but session one um, is uh, – I've had people tell me that they got more out of that than, than – somebody told me this. They got more out of that than uh, a sales consultant they paid $10,000 to. It's the, it, you know, and I really thought of maybe I'm putting out too much there, and, but whatever. It's still there for now. No, and that's, it, helps, it helps people, and the do-it-yourselfers are going to do it themselves anyways, and the people yeah. who need help will elevate and raise their hand and come to you. I'm just yeah, – I agree, and, and that's probably why it's still there because it hasn't been a priority, but so far it, it really does um, – uh, it, it really – people have made serious changes just based on that. I just want – I don't want people to think this is an empty – No, no, uh, it's fine. No. And how, where do we go to get it? It's dovegordon.com slash – .net. Dot net, D-O-E-G-O-R-D-O-N dot net slash sell more, S-E-L-L-M-O-R-E. Okay, so that's the fifth part of the marketing and selling system. There's there's a whole process there as well, which I walk people through in that first session one. And then the sixth thing is your irresistible paid offer, whereas you have to 
structure and package whatever it is you're going to offer in a way that makes it easier for them to say yes than to say no. Because, you know, this idea of an irresistible paid offer, it's, it's become almost trite, right? Yeah, yeah, we know that. But so that people don't stop and think about it. So it should be easier for them to say yes than to say no. An offer that's easier for them to say yes than to say no. How do you structure that? And that's the sixth piece. And if you have the fifth piece and the sixth piece, an elegant sales conversation where they feel, wow, you really understand me and my situation. What do you recommend? That's the sixth piece. Well, I recommend this well, this wonderful offer. Uh, yeah, wow, okay. I can see how the path of least resistance is for me to say yes to that. I'm in. Congratulations, you have a new client. So that's an example of a process. Right. And, you know, because, you know, underneath all that is a whole bunch of different skills and insights and so on and so forth. But when you take your expertise and you package it up, in an, in a process, then it becomes much easier. And obviously, if it's a process where people um, people really uh, can be drawn into it, where every step is describing a mini outcome that they really want, mm-hmm. then you're going to stand out. You're not going to be like everybody else. People um, and 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 then therefore, you know, again, it helps them effortlessly move along from, should I pay attention? Is this interesting to, okay, you got me interested? Can I trust you? I can trust you. Great. What do you recommend for me? Is it right for me? Okay. Yes, I'm in. Right, right, so, right. So we kind of got to this through a back door talking about the importance of taking your talents and skills and packaging it up in a process and both. I just, that was just an example of that. Yeah, but no, I, that's awesome. That's that was really good. And actually, there's a tool I'm trying to look for it now. I believe it's called Sweet Process. Yeah, Sweet Process. And that's just there. There's no affiliate link or anything. But if you look up Sweet Process, it's a tool that I've actually just um, rediscovered. I saw it a while ago, and it was when it first came out, and it was kind of. Eh, but I have a friend. He runs an agency that's doing six figures a month, and he swears by this, and it just helps him systematize. Um, or systemize, however you want to pronounce that, but his his processes, at least in house, for how the staff do things. So just as a as a as an extra tool for people who are listening, if they're looking for something to try and help them get organized and figure out how do I structure this and lay this out in a way that makes sense to my staff or or even to my clients. So um, yeah, okay. that's excellent. So Dove. Um, that's awesome. Like you've given some great content for people who are just getting started out with this or are struggling. They can go to dovegordon.net slash sell more. Um, mm-hmm. And I fully endorse you to do that. Uh, again, I would never have anyone on any of my calls that I don't trust to take good care of my audience. So I'm shameless in, in plugging, promoting that. I know you'll take good care of people and people that just want free stuff will get their, their boots full, full uh, filled and people who want more, I know you'll take good care of them. Um, do you have any favorite quotes or books or anything that you can also recommend for people that has just helped you and use you to keep you moving forward and have just been really good guiding posts for you and your career? In your business education, you know, I, I find that um, the, uh, I, there's a when I thought about that, the first quote that popped into my mind is um, is a quote from Abraham Lincoln, where he said that the worst thing you can do for those you love is that which they could and should do for themselves. Oh, and that. and you know, a lot of a lot of us in the coaching, consulting, uh, expert space um, try to take on one of the things that gets us stuck is we try to take on too much uh, uh, for the client because we care, we really care, we really want them to succeed and we end up taking up uh, too much. And you know, what happens is if we carry what's theirs to carry, we're not doing them a favor and, we're, and it never ends up uh, good for anybody, either of us. Again, the worst thing you can do for those you love is that which they could and should do for themselves, from Abraham Lincoln. And, um, and another Lincoln quote that I just noticed uh, right before our call, I have a, a letter here on the, uh, an email that a client said to me uh, just out of the blue. We finished working um, a while ago, and he sent this a few months ago saying, just letting me know that he had, it says, mission accomplished, part one. And when we started working, he set a goal to buy a home up in the mountains, and he was, the second goal was that his wife should be uh, able to quit her very good job. And uh, he said that they bought that home in the mountains, and he expects his wife to be able to quit the job by the end of this month, December, That's awesome. uh, which is great. Mm-hmm. And he ended off by saying another quote of Lincoln. He says, I will prepare and someday my chance will come. Right. I will prepare and someday my chance will come. And I think that you know, it's just so important to remember that because it's, you know, it all boils down to looking, where are we now? You know, what, what can I do this moment not worrying about tomorrow? And I, I, I still get stuck on that. I haven't completely shaken that off. Uh, it's, it's something I work on all the time. Yep. But um, you know we're all 
in a situation where we could become overwhelmed easily. Yep. And we got to focus on, on just what's that next step? What's that next step? I will prepare and my, uh, and uh, once the chance will come. Yeah. yeah. As for books, you know, I, I, a book that I read recently uh, that I've really enjoyed, I think it should be required reading in every high school. And I, I know lots of people are recommending this book, but still I'll just add to it because sure. if every high school kid should read it, and that is uh, The Obstacle is the Way by Ryan Holiday. Excellent mm. book. Have you read it? No, no, no. But Yeah, uh, I highly recommend it. It should be required reading in high school, I think. Mm. And, um, and a non-business book, I really enjoyed Edmund Morris's trilogy, his biography of uh, um, Theodore Roosevelt. You know, yeah. the rise of Theodore Roosevelt, yep. um, Theodore Rex, and Colonel Roosevelt. I just find him to be a fascinating person, and Edmund Morris is a wonderful writer. Pleasure to read. And uh, if anyone – I enjoy presidential biographies because it gives me insight into some great people and also gives me a history lesson at the same time. That's awesome. Yeah, no, I, you can learn so much through other people's – that's – again, I, I'm going back to Jim Rohn, but he's – you know, you should fill your head uh, reading the thoughts and the life stories of the world's great leaders and and and, and, um, and minds, you know, because you could sit there all night and not learn this stuff yourself. You know, you could sit there mm-hmm. all night and not think of that stuff on your own. And there's so much to be learned. I mean, everyone has an example or everyone has a – was it? everyone has a purpose in life even if it's to be a bad example. And so you can read – you can learn a lot from reading someone's biography and learning the good mm-hmm. things they did, the bad things they did, and, and just have that be a guiding post for yourself. Um, no, I think that's a wonderful, wonderful suggestion. Um, I, I, I love those quotes. I love both those quotes. They're just really good, and I think you're right. Um, and especially the, I will prepare and someday my chance will come, because there's so much emphasis, and, you know, I, I you know, something that I say is, you know, the principles never change, the strategies mm-hmm. sometimes change, and the tactics frequently change. And that's kind of mm-hmm. when you're talking about the Twitter marketer, the Facebook market, all that stuff. Those are just yeah. tactics. But right. if you just prepare and you just really get things in line and, 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 and just buttoned up and just become a well-oiled machine doing what you do and helping people. And even like when you talk about the pro- just the process you went through. I mean, this is a copywriting process. This is just a process of just getting crystal clear on helping a particular type of person solve a particular type of problem or get a, a specific result. That is so huge that in of itself because it's if you're for everybody, you're for nobody. Mm-hmm. You know? and, and, and yeah, I just I love it, it because it's, it's so anti. It's so anti, like get rich overnight. Sorry, sorry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was just gonna say, if, if you're every, if you're for everybody, you're for nobody. Uh, the 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 real insight that people need to get from this, because it is so hard to resist this and to think right, is to recognize that you know it, it's not just a saying, but it it psychologically cannot work. So if you're not speaking about a specific problem and a specific result, then your ideal client will not even notice you. Yeah. Just like the story, you know, the example of Joe's CEO, he will not notice you, and therefore you're you're working hard at something that will not work. So it's not like it's a choice, or it's it just will not work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, exactly, exactly. Because because if you go to you go to the you 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 have a headache, and you go to the depart uh, to the to the pharmacy to get something, and you're walking down the aisle, and you see this big jug of medicine that's on for ninety nine cents, and it's just this big <laughs> jug of blue stuff that says medicine cures everything. And next right. to it is a bottle of headache medicine. Relieve your headache in 30 minutes mm-hmm. or less, and it's two ninety nine. Right. Even though the giant jug that may last you years is ninety nine cents, you're going to get the headache medicine because you know it's going to solve the problem, the exact problem you're having. It's so specific. Mm-hmm. It gives you a sense of safety and security, and it's worth the extra two dollars versus the ninety nine, like two ninety nine versus ninety nine cents. Mm-hmm. It's worth that just to know that you. The like people will pay more just for like a guarantee or the feeling of a guarantee that what they want is going to be accomplished versus mm-hmm. like, I think, I don't know, it's supposed to solve everything. And you know, like vinegar does everything in your house. I mean, you can use vinegar to like, like <laughs> soften your, soften your laundry and clean your dishes. Like you can use it for everything, but nobody uses mm-hmm. it because it's not like it's just vinegar, right? Like we have all these right. packaged specific cleaning products for your dishes. I remember when I was in Africa, I remember I asked for shampoo and they're like, what, what do you mean shampoo? I'm like, Oh, like hair soap. They're like, you, you mean soap? 
And I was like, no, like hair soap. And they were like, you, you mean, because they just use bar soap for like everything. Right. They use bar soap to mm-hmm. wash their clothes. Because it's, again, that's just the, the stage that they're at. But we're so, anyways, um, I just, I love this call because it's just, it's really good. People who are listening to this should really go back and listen to it again. Because it's just very no-nonsense how to build like a good, solid business. Like it's just, it's very practical. It's about helping a specific type of person solve a specific type of problem or attain a specific result. And, and and then how to structure that and build that. And and now, like, I, I very much, very, very, very much from a deeper level, because I've known you for a while, but from a deeper mm-hmm. level, understand how you are able to achieve the success and create a predictable and steady flow of new clients because it's just basic, fundamental um, – it's just quality, just like marketing and business that's based on just solid foundation, a solid foundation of stuff that will work and it isn't fast, but when you get, like it's worth the effort because when you get that dialed in and just following the process that you've laid out and you, you know, you've created for your, yourself and your clients that you, you will have a really good quality system in place and that is such a huge asset for a business such a huge asset for a business because i'm i'm of the philosophy that nothing really matters until the sale is made your customer mm-hmm. service reps don't matter the product doesn't necessarily matter because there's no one you know it's like the whole if a tree falls in the woods and no one's there to see it doesn't make a sound well if nobody buys mm-hmm. you know if nobody buys your product does your product even exist right Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just, yeah. So I just, it's just such a good thing. If you really guys, if you're listening to this, you really should go to dovegordon.net slash sell more, um, and re-listen to this call and take the time to go through. I mean, he's just we're dropping gems. It's all there. I mean, I know dove charges thousands of dollars for this info. Follow, like just follow the steps, answer those questions. Even if you already have a business and you think you have it dialed in, I guarantee there's an 80, 20 that you could refine and optimize your business for. This is just time well invested. It is very, very good quality stuff. Um, dove, thank you for sharing today. What are you, what are you working on right now? What do you got? What are you excited about? Well, I'm actually um, – I don't know when this people are going to hear this, but as of November 19th, 2014, I'm planning to start giving away um, a what I call my manual of how to systematically and consistently attract first-rate clients. I'm not sure how long I'll give it out for, so – but uh, I used, that, right? for five years, I've, yeah, I've been selling it for five years for $97. Uh, I've just built a lot more over the last five years, and I decided that this is a really good – way for people to be, to be to be introduced to me by by giving that away at least for a period of time um and um that will be at dovegordon.net slash manual free right so dovegordon.net slash manual free and if anyone's looking for these types of things uh just dovegordon.net there's always going to be something there mm-hmm. um you mentioned you know we do sell information products but most of what we do at least at this stage, is actually coaching people to implement it because there's really like it's one of the biggest things. I talk to people all the time. They spend thousands of dollars on information products and high price seminars or low price seminars, and what they struggle with is to implement it. Yep. And that's you know that's where coaching comes in. People need anybody who's really serious who does not really invest in coaching is simply not serious. I mean, it's just. I guess it's an oxymoron. No, but it's it's so true. And this is this is a pitch. I mean, we're both coaches and consultants, but this is a real yeah. thing. I mean, no one goes there is no one that goes to the Olympics. There's no one that goes to the World Championships. There's no uh, high-powered CEOs running multi-million-dollar companies that do not have a coach. It just it, if you want to be good at something, mm-hmm. you need a coach. There's a mm-hmm. quote that I use, um, Eric Schmidt from CEO of Google, that he's like, mm-hmm. everybody needs a coach. Why would you not want a coach? I mean, it's, mm-hmm. it's, you need because you're just too close to the topic and you, you can't see the forest for the trees because mm-hmm. you're so in it. So it's just such a valuable, valuable thing. I mean, if I don't think anyone ever in the history of humanity has ever won a gold medal without coaching. I don't think mm-hmm. anyone in the history of humanity has ever won a world championship award of anything without some sort of coach to get mm-hmm. them there. And if that's like a key ingredient for success and people are listening to this call and they're like, well, I don't know because, you know, like I think you're right. I think that you're kidding yourself if you do not have a coach and a support network of people yep. who are there to get you there. And we, we all like you, you're in coaching programs. I'm in coaching programs. Um, you know, I've, even for fitness, that's, I'm part of a CrossFit gym because that's, mm-hmm. you need a coach. You can not get there on your own people 
it's just so much harder. It's so much harder to try and do it yourself. So, um, yeah, harder yeah. and slower if you ever get there. Yeah. So, all right. Well, Dove, well, thank you so much. Um, for those, of those thank you. Say, yeah, no, thank you. This is wonderful. I really appreciate the value you've given. And again, people listening, go back, listen to this again, pull out those gems, use what you need, get what you can done, and just make sure that you're doing everything you can to take yourself to the next level because really there are only two stages of life, either growth or decay. Which side are you on? And you know, and if you feel that you're stagnating and you're not growing like you should, the best solution to that is an injection of fresh energy, fresh ideas, fresh perspectives, and getting someone to kick you in the butt and keep you moving forward. So, um, Dove, thank you so much. Um, all the best to you and your wonderful family. Um, and thank you for coming on. Thank you for having me. Bye. Bye. You've reached the end of our interview. Now, first, let me thank you for listening. I appreciate and respect you more than you'll ever know. And now I'd like to ask you a couple of questions. First, what three lessons did you just learn? What three aha moments just jumped out at you? Second, What can you implement for yourself and your business in the next 24 hours? Third, what can you give to someone else to help you with or give them to just do it for you? Whatever it is, remember taking action is the secret sauce to results. Now, if you think this interview would be helpful for a friend, please give them a link to it. It'll help them and it'll help me too. I'd also like to invite you to help me find out more about the challenges you're facing, your dreams, your goals, and how I can help you overcome what's holding you back. We both do better when we know better, and your success is my success. So please reach out and interact.